the world skills from the underground. I walk the extra mile like any nigga, yo, cause I get down. Ill scriptures like the man who walked the holy land. Easy legal hands get banned like Bruce Lee and Gucci Gang. Yo, 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 people. What the hell is going on? Yes, it's that time again. Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. Hey, it's been it's been crazy here, man. I seem to start every episode with it's been crazy, but goddamn it, it's been fucking crazy over here. I feel like I'm in the upside down. You feel me? Because hey, these are definitely stranger days um you know it's like the european elections and and all this crazy stuff is happening who knows what's happening with brexit no one knows but in the local elections the brexit party killed it killed it and i think their agenda is to stop brexit the thing that is a bit strange though, it's led by Nigel Farage. And Shitface Farage used to head up UKIP, which, you know, hey, you gotta call it as it is, was a bunch of racist motherfuckers, right? So he was all up in that, but everyone seems to have forgotten, which. Oh, it's kind of unsettling. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Because he went from a racist motherfucker to now going, I'm going to save the country. Just worrying. It it concerns me. You know, so we have that. Theresa May, she's gone. Well, I mean, yeah, I think she's essentially gone. I think she's definitely out. Um, And there was all pictures last week of her crying and tears in her eyes which was hilarious now don't get me wrong it's not about kicking people when they're down but that dumb motherfucker had so many opportunities to go so many opportunities just to be like yo you know what i mean i think i'm done man i think my time is done people don't want me you know, I'm I'm out. Like, but she she was ah she was like Nick Clegg. She tried to cling on to the power, but she was never elected. That's the crazy thing. Never elected. She just took over from. See, this is the insane thing. But she still tried to force her bullshit on everyone. So that was the thing. She was kind of foul. So seeing her cry. It's just funny. It's amusing. You know what I mean? Just because it is kind of what they say. Hey, you you act like an asshole. Shit's going to come and bite you in the ass. You know what I mean? It's that karma, bitch. That's what it be. But, um, yeah, so you've got all of this happening. I'm also like, I don't know if what I know is, is right anymore. You know what I mean? I used to think that my, um, so, yeah, I used to think my dating game was on point, you feel me, I used to think I had it, had it locked down, I, I, I knew what I was doing, you know, 
that's what I thought. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. But this is the thing, right? No one, like everyone that went on a date, like everyone loved my first dates. My first dates are legendary. They are awesome. Because I, I can put together a great first date, you know what I mean? But, but, you know, because I'm like, yo, we'll do a little ting, have a little drink, go get some food. Just have a, it's a great time. And I was, I've been talking to this chick who, who seems very cool. But it's just like, look, so you're looking for a way to, to get to know someone, to have a conversation. And, yo, so I'm thinking, I'll book a restaurant, right? Book a restaurant, have some fun, we'll have some good conversation. I think the restaurant wasn't the way to go. Wasn't the way to go. So that's making me question everything. And you're kind of wondering, have I now started on a bad fucking foot? Because I made a bad suggestion. You know what I mean? Who knows? Who fucking knows, man? It's all crazy. But, hey... It, 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 it is gonna come at the end of the week so um yeah we we will see what happens with all of that you know what i mean we'll see if my trend of um yeah talking with crazy people is at an end you know what i mean we'll see if the year's gonna turn around well you know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking with some job people as well so, hey, next week could be a completely different landscape, but who the fuck knows? But yeah, I'll keep you posted, people. Oh, for the most part. Obviously, you're not getting all the nitty gritty, but you're going to get the broad strokes, alright? Because, yeah, I'm not an Instagram motherfucker. I'm not just showing you the good shit. You will definitely get plenty of crazy because there's so much to go around. But, hey, let's get into the news. But people, people, let me just, actually, before we do that, hey, this week I'm going to be breaking down Season 8 Game of Thrones. That's right, baby. Season 8 Game of Thrones. So, hey, it's spoiler terrific. I'm airing it all out. I'm talking about a lot of shit. So be warned. If you don't want to hear anything about Game of Thrones, fast forward, I don't know, like 40, 50 minutes after the news. Then you get the book review and then we're bouncing. All right. So maybe you want to do that. But yeah, be warned. I'm going to hit you with some news. Then it's Game of Thrones, baby. And we're going in hard, alright? Okay, buckle up. Let's go. Okay, so things are getting crazy. Properly crazy in Nepal, right? Because for some reason, everyone wants to climb Everest. You know, don't get me wrong, I can understand. Yeah, it, it, it's a challenge. But you have to use your fucking brains. You know what I mean? Like, 
and everyone has probably seen it there's a, there's been a picture going around of like loads of, of like a huge ass fucking queue of climbers waiting to um waiting for their turn to to reach the the you know the very top the summit the peak of everest and i i have to question do you know what I mean are they fucking stupid standing in a queue firstly why are you standing like queues are fucking bullshit right the, the only time I will fuck around with a queue is if it's the last resort. Otherwise, I'm not queuing. It's retarded. So, I'm not queuing in this country. Or like, you know what I mean? On, on flat ground in the womb. So, do you really think I would queue on one of the highest peaks in the fucking world... In the freezing cold with snow all around me. No. Obviously, it's not safe. So, when you get there and you're like, hey, there's a queue. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm done. Because this is the thing, right? You've already basically climbed the mountain at that point. At that point, you basically climbed the fucking mountain. What, like, you're not going to get to the top and be like, oh, shit. Oh, look, I can see my house. Like, what the fuck are you going to see? Really? Really? Not a lot more. Not a lot more. But you've gone that fucking far. So, you use your brain and you think, all right. Yeah, I'm golden, man. Let me go. And you go. You go. You don't fucking queue up. Queue up on a fucking ledge. Hey, those people, man. Those people. It's just, just ridiculous. Right? So, already, more people have died this year than died last year in 2018 already and and the, and the, and the you know the, the climbing window still has a little bit longer so that's insane that's insane like i think 20 confirmed deaths and there are a few that aren't confirmed yet which is just oy. i mean people are blaming the poor People are blaming Nepal for handing out a record 381 permits to climb the mountain. Now, these permits, they're costing like $11,000 or, you know, in normal money, that's £8,600. Like, Nepal is not a rich country. Like, the tourism they get from climbers really helps. So, can't blame them. Can't blame them for, you know, trying to support people and shit. But, right, so you have, um, oh, what is it, 41 teams. 
that put together these climbs. So 41 teams. They got to know. Like, you'd, be, you'd think they would work out between the lot of them. Be like, all right, how many climbers have we got? Oh, we got 381. That's a lot, right? What you know? Let's work out a system for this shit. So, yeah, I'm not blaming the pool. I'm blaming these fucking idiots because these people are meant to be keeping the people safe. These teams are meant to have the wherewithal and you know expertise. To be like, alright, this is what we do. This is how we're climbing. These are the rules. So you kind of think, listen. We get to this point And you've basically done the mountain. If it's looking a bit, you know, iffy, weather-wise, we're turning back. If there's a huge queue, we're turning back. You know, set these parameters or something, you mean, do something, but just, uh, oh, man, just to let, like, these people queue up, queue up like that, because, yeah, I don't know, it's, 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 it's crazy, right, because you, you have, have this window for climbing, because that's what they 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 feel the weather is um you know best at this time so that's that's the whole point that's the whole point of doing it in this way you know the, 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 uh, like the climbing season is like 3 months roughly from you know beginning of march to the end of may you know that that that's what they're saying because the weather is meant to be a bit warmer, clearer views from the mountain, and the chance of rain and snow is low. But you know, conditions have been shit this year, so we already know conditions are shit. There's a, there's a lot of high winds. High winds, right? And people were queuing, queuing on a narrow fucking... It, like, the fact that it's narrow is one thing. Like, the big thing, it's on a fucking side of a mountain. It's on the side of a mountain. You feel me? With high winds, you're telling me that's the place you want to be Jeez, you know, you don't wish death on people, but, but, come on, come on, if you put yourself in these ridiculous situations, what the hell do you, you know, what do you suspect's gonna happen, you know what I mean, god damn it, man, it's insane. It's insane. But yeah. I don't know. I'm saying like the window is nearly shut. So I'm 
thinking that people need to sit down and really fucking sort this shit out before next year. Because, oy. or people just need to get a bit more fucking original. Because, like, when someone says to me, oh, climbing Everest or Kiranji's on my bucket list, man, I just I want to roll my eyes. I'm just like, come on, man. Do you really want to do that? Or is it just because you see all these fucking idiots doing it on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot? So you're like, oh, i got to do that. Ugh, come on. You know, think of something original, right? Because, yeah, dying on a mountain doesn't seem like, you know, the most ideal thing to do. But fuck. Hey, I guess it's culling the population a little. You know what I mean? The Darwin theory. Oish. I just feel sorry for the Sherpas, you know? Well, this seemed kind of fucked up, right? So, in Virginia, America, obviously, um, this old woman died. And her last wish was that her Shih Tzu was put down and buried with her. Put down and buried with her. Like, so the family took the animal to a vet. And they were trying to convince them not to do it. And so I'm like, look, there's two kind of big options here, right? You've got a fucking, the family. So one of them could have just been like, you know what, I'll take the dog, I'll take the dog, because who's gonna know, the old broad is dead, she ain't gonna know, you know what I mean, no one's gonna snitch, who's gonna tell her, so there's that, there's that option, right, so you have to wonder, what the fuck is with her relatives what's with the relatives man you know makes no sense but okay so that doesn't happen now what's up with the vets because frankly i wouldn't have put it down i'd have just told the dumbasses yeah um so uh emma was put down this morning Emma was the name of the Shih Tzu. Not really a name for a Shih Tzu. I mean, shit face. That's more like a name for a Shih Tzu. Emma. Just Emma. And those little dogs, man. Fucking irritating. Ugh. If you have a dog, get a proper dog. A dog. You know? Not a rat. Ugh. But anyway. Yeah, I'd have just said, look. Emma was put down this morning. And handed them an urn full of whatever. Because what's going to happen? They're going to open it and go, hold on a second. That's not Emma. 
You know, there's who knows what the ashes of a dog look like. You know, if it's just like they're gonna be like, oh, they're not Columbo. Be like, wait, hold on a second. Hey, they do not smell like dog ashes. Something fishy is afoot here. That doesn't sound like Columbo. I realize that. But I forgot what Columbo sounded like. So that's what you're getting, people. But yeah, no one's going to know. No one's going to know. Like, really, I think ashes just are ashes, right? Even human ashes are just like ashes. So I'd burn some fucking paper, whatnot, stick it in the urn, go, here's Emma, bury it with the old hag. Boom. Then I'd have renamed the stupid dog, give it a better name, Einstein. Einstein, that's not bad, right? Einstein. Yeah, call it Einstein something. And then just rehomed it. Rehomed it. Because why the fuck are you putting a healthy dog down? It's just insane. Just insane. Like there's loads of people that want animals. So yeah. Let it go to a home. Put it down. Jeez. Come on man. That's just weird. You know. It's it's not the time of the pharaohs or any of that crazy shit. Because that was dark, man. Yo, just imagine, right? You're back, back, back in them old days. Now, people, like, if a king married, you know, married his young queen, as they did. Like, these old fucking dirty dudes marrying these young. And they'd be young. Like, could be a 13-year-old. So she's got all that life. And then the next week, the king dies. Sometimes they'd be like, you know what I mean? The wife got killed. Servants got killed. Everything went in the, in the mound. She's like, ugh. Now, that's dark. That's definitely dark. But, you know, killing a healthy animal... That's pretty close behind that. But yeah. Little Emma the Shih Tzu is no more. Hopefully she's biting that old hag's ankles. Wherever the fuck they ended up. You know what I mean? Ugh. Crazy ass shit. So the um the British government has... Decided to ban plastic straws. Um, so, but doesn't stop there. So it's plastic straws, drink stirrers, and plastic cotton buds. So, yep, all of these things are getting banned. But it's from next year, 2020. Which is a weird one. I do think that's a weird one. Because, you know, McDonald's stopped using plastic straws last year. Do you know what I mean? So they stopped. So, I, you know, you kind of get the feeling that most places kind of understood that this is probably going to happen. 
or that a change needs to be made. So I don't think there would be anything wrong of just saying, hey, as of, you know, you could say the 1st of July, all plastic straws are banned. Just do it. What's with the, oh, yeah, well, we're doing it, but by, because by 2020, a whole load of more could end up in a bloody fish or a whale's blowhole or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? If we're trying to stop pollution, just rip the fucking band-aid and do it now. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just, yeah, putting these caveats on things is always just weird. You know, the crazy thing is, it's, it's estimated that 8.5 billion plastic straws are used every year in the UK. That's, you know, how crazy is that? How crazy is that? And then they're saying that um, 1.8 billion plastic stemmed cotton buds are used each year. That's such a fucking lot, right? It's just... It's insane. It's insane. But, um... Alright, so with this ban, there are people that are exempt. So, they're saying it the ban on plastic straws, it doesn't apply to um, people with medical needs or disabilities. Which still doesn't make any sense. It says some disabled people need plastic straws to drink. You know, I'm like, well, they don't need plastic straws. If there are alternatives to plastic straws, then everyone uses the alternative. You know, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't make any sense to go, we're banning plastic straws. Oh, but these people, they they have to use the Why? Why do they have to use them? This is the thing. Okay, so there are glass, metal, or bamboo alternatives. You know, and these, they say these ones can be reused again and again so wouldn't that be the bit just say everyone uses those why even have leave plastic on the table that's just a weird one to me it's just weird look what what they could do right so you could have um i i just think of what we could do right alternatives you could say um there's a, a uniform refill cup you know you give a certain size i mean everywhere sells these re- i've got i've got like a bfi one i've got uh one i bought in starbucks I think I got two I bought in Starbucks. So, you know what I mean? I've got these refill things. Now, it is a problem. Like, sometimes you forget 
and you leave it out your bag but you know i try and bring it around with me but this is the thing right so you say this and then it's just across the board so whether you're going for a coke in mcdonald's or any whatever takeaway you might go to like a coffee because like it you know when i take it into starbucks or costa i you get money off of your drink so just do that just like let's let's not fuck around let's just ban all shit and go listen right you bring your own you get a discount and then they say look you you can go to sainsbury's or whatever whatever as the whatever supermarket and you can buy uh, 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 one of these reusable straws, and if you bring your own fucking reusable straw to a restaurant instead of using one of their paper straws or something, hey, they they you know they they, they knock a little change off the bill. That I mean because you have to think of ways to encourage people to actually do this shit because once it becomes the norm. Boom, everyone will do it. But you need that initial thing to kind of force people to be like, oh, fuck, do I have my middle straw? Do I have my bamboo straw with me? I'm going out, you know. So it's all about behavioral change and getting people to think and act differently. So, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, just campaign. Because I know you could buy um, bamboo straws or anything like that. I've seen no campaigns going, hey, we're banning plastic. These are the alternatives, people. Yeah, so we have to do that. Make people aware of these things. I mean, and it's like, fuck using a straw anyway. You just sip out the fucking cup. You know what I mean? Just sip out the cup, people. Uh, but yeah, plastic off the table for everyone. No exemptions for fucking medical disabilities. No, like, what are you talking? Look, it's plastic. It's sorry, it's metal, bamboo, or glass across the board for everyone. That's what we should do. And fuck twenty twenty. Let's just do it now. See, if I was an organization and we sold plastic straws, I'd be like, yeah, we're just doing it now. You know what I mean? Because that will show good faith. And, um, yeah, that will make your organization look super green and with it. You know what I mean? No waiting till 2020. So a load of bullshit. But, yeah. We gotta do more to save the planet, people. That is one thing I know for sure. Yo, so gonna end the news section with this last piece. Um hey, there's some there's some trouble brewing maybe at the BBC because um yeah, some authors are uh, are suing, are suing the BBC for um, plagiarism. Yup, that is right. So recently, BBC's been running a campaign, um, you know, 
about changing the game. And so there's boards around the place which say slay in your lane with um, Asha. Oh my god, Asha Smith, Dina Asha Smith, like on the front, you know, just crossing the line. It looks like she's just, the image looks like she's crossed the line, she's won the race. You know, she's in the England uniform, she's run the race, and yeah, along the middle in big white is slaying your lane. Um, and uh yeah the authors of um because there is a book called slaying rain so the authors are not happy they're not happy um so yeah oh dear oh dear they they um one of the authors one um yomi aduki um she is saying that BBC Sport is ripping off their title. Yeah. She's saying that um they've also manipulated the poster to really kind of piggyback on um on their trademarked brands movement so they're saying because um Dina Asher Smith is on the poster you know because Dina Asher Smith is a, a young black lady they're saying that is um yeah that that's all a bit of manipulation from the BBC which is I don't know man oh it's kind of kind of crazy there's the whole idea of you know these these posters to change the game campaign is to get more women um into sport okay so getting more women into sport that's that's the thing um but yeah, it's it's a you know it's I don't know it's crazy. I think it's crazy. Look, I'm just gonna say it. It's fucking nuts, right? Now they're claiming that you know the BBC had arrogantly assumed that the authors had not trademarked the name of their novel. But they, see, this is the thing, right? Slaying your lane is not an original statement. I've I've heard that term used a lot. And so the book Slaying Your Lane, the Black Girl Bible, it's by Yomi Adoki and Elizabeth Uvibeni. Oh man, I know I've mispronounced those names, apologies But yeah, so the book was released I don't know, I know it was at least released in on Audible On the 5th of July last year, 2018 
Um, and, you know, what's the description? So, it says, um, this book includes extracts from dozens of interviews with some of the most successful black women in Britain. Where possible, within this audiobook, we have used the original recordings of these interviews which took place in a variety of locations. So whilst the nature of the recordings varied in size and blah, 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 black women in 2018 are well past making waves. We're currently creating something of a tsunami. From authors to politicians to entrepreneurs to artists... Black women in the UK continue to thrive against all odds and well outside the world's expectations. Women who look like us, grew up in similar places to us and talk like us are shaping almost every societal sector from the bottom and finally from all the way at the top. Yeah, so black women today are facing uniquely challenging experiences in all aspects of their lives. Yet, when best friends Yomi and Elizabeth um, search for a book that addressed these challenges, they realise none existed. So, Slaying Your Lane, the love child of exasperation and optimism, was born. From education to work, to dating, to representation, money, health. This inspirational, honest and provocative black girl bible explores the ways in which being black and female affects each of these areas. And offers advice and encouragement on how to navigate them. So yeah, so this, that's what this book is. But as I said, look, I'd heard the term a long time before this was published. So, you know, I think it's just, it's a silly friggin', it's a silly thing. It's a silly thing to accuse plagiarism. Now, what what I would have done was contact the BBC right, you contact the BBC, you say, listen, you're doing this change the game campaign to get more women into sport, that's big, we're down with that, Dina Asher-Smith is the bomb, she's crazy, she's killing it out there, right, and you know what, we've just got this book, yeah, it's got the same title, it's slaying your your lane, the Black Girl Bible. Now, it's about how black women are affecting society and achieving and kicking butt. So, why don't we do some cross-promotion here? You know? I think we could, like, you know, have some book readings. Why don't we come down and interview some of the... the some of the the really successful black women in sport we can get the message out you get your message out boom 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 that's what i would have done 
rather than this bullshit. Because it's not helping you. It's not helping you. You know? Form a fucking alliance, man. That's what would have that's what would have kicked ass. That's what would have been oppressive impressive. Um but yeah, obviously that's not what happened. But um, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't think anything's really going to come of this. You know, it's all a bit silly. It's all a bit stupid. The campaign is coming to an end as well. So, yeah, all seems just a bit pointless, you know. But I just think people should be a bit more original. Be a bit more original. Look for collaborations. Look for ways to extend the life cycle of something. You know? Don't try and tie things up. Don't try and, you know, get settlements and bullshit like that. Because it's not helping anyone. And if if your goal is to empower people. Yo, look for the ways in which you can do that. And making an alliance is one of those things. You know? It just makes sense, right? Just makes sense. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, but, let's get to, um, yeah, let's get to the nitty gritty of this episode, yeah? And um, it's Game of Thrones, baby. It's Game of Motherfucking Thrones. Well, people, I've finally done it. I have watched season eight of Game of Thrones. And yeah, I don't know, man. So we got we get an ending from yo, this crazy show that started in 2011. I'm like. 2011 just seems so fucking long ago, you know what I mean, like, I didn't, in my head, for some reason, I didn't think it was that long ago it started, you know, obviously, it makes sense, because there's eight freaking seasons, and they missed a year, but still, for some reason, I'm like, it started that long ago, you know what I mean, and, yeah, so this is the the a culmination a a culminate a cult it's the roundup right yeah it's, it's the end of the um you know the series that was adapted from george r r martin's a song of fire and ice um yeah from david bianoff and db wise Killed it for HBO all these years. So, you know what I mean? You know they need something else to fill that gap. Killing it on the numbers front and all of that. Um, Yeah. Oh, you know what? Firstly, I've got to call someone out. I have to shout out Damien Leahy. Because that motherfucker... Spoilt the whole shit for me. Luckily, luckily, um, 
oh shit, I forget the young lady's name. She she's one she's the programmer for Boston Sci-Fi Boston. She realized what he had done and played it down like a G. So I so I just thought, oh, he's talking shit. You know what I mean? So I was just like, whatever, whatever. And I could watch it not realizing that he had let the fucking cat out of the bag like an asshole. So next time, Damien, you and me, son. But um yeah, you know, it was fine. Because you you only kind of realize it right at the end. Not right at the end, but I think we halfway through the eighth C episode the sip set episode, you're like Oh, son of a bitch. But yeah, you know, it was fine. It was fine. Man, I've been avoiding spoilers like crazy of late. But, um, yo, I managed to do it. I managed to do it. The only things that kind of um, fell through the cracks was um, Maisie Williams getting pressed. Because, yo, I just remember, like, how old is Maisie Williams? Was trending. <laughs> and straight away, you know, I didn't even have to hear, oh, Arya fucking injury. Didn't even have to hear that, but straight out the gate, you know what that is. You know what I mean? You know exactly what that is. Because Maisie Williams does look like she's 12 so yeah it, it was an odd scene definitely an odd scene yeah it was it was a funny one as well like this season really didn't have much sex in it and you know what I mean of that's not the, the the main reason to watch game of thrones but when you've watched the previous seasons and it's just been crazy with it, like, yeah, the, to watch this season, I'm really not. Oh, when I say you know, because there was sex in it, but what I'm what I'm what I should say is, it was very um, it was very subtle sex. You know what I mean? Which is definitely not something they were doing in the beginning. So I don't know if that was something that the actresses were like, you know what, tired of showing our bits on TV, son. Or, you know, I don't know. But yeah, they changed that. Um, and yeah, it, it wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> because you know what I mean? Like, if you want to see that kind of stuff, the internet is rife. But, um... Yeah, you know, so it 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 was that, and um, what was the other thing that kind of jumped through? Um, I think it was um, Vasaris, Vararis, the bald eunuch dude. Yeah. yeah, 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 but only because <laughs> he looks like Robert Kelly, and so that was the joke going around. Um. 
But yeah, other other than that, man, I, I I managed to hold off, which was good. You know, a lot of people were saying to me though, they were like, because I'm like, yo, what's the deal? Because what all you could hear was people being very disgruntled, and then I think halfway through the season, that petition dropped where people thought that HBO would listen to their sorry asses and would reshoot all of season eight. You know what I mean? Well, that's the season where they're paying like a mil, a, a million episode. And um, yeah, HBO are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, we feel you, man. We're going to reshoot this shit. So uh, like, and people were saying to me, look, um, you know, we're not going to spoil it for you, but what we will say is you will notice characters are acting real different in this season. And you know what? To be honest, I didn't really notice it. I didn't really notice it because you're, I mean, with, um, let's say with Daenerys, you could see the cracks coming with her, you know, when she was, um, ah, man, across the sea, and she, she's, like, at the beginning, everyone was loving her, and then, um, man, I forget who, what those peoples were, but they were wearing the weird masks, and they were trying to kill everyone, in the city and that kind of stuff and when that was all going down she didn't seem to know what she was doing she was getting all panicky or edgy uh getting a little you know i mean crazy so you could see those cracks you could see those cracks man and i, I was talking about i remember talking about it at the time going yo she like She's just done a 180 at that moment in time because it went from the confidence to that. So you you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, this is kind of some weird character shit they're doing with her. So yeah, I, I wasn't surprised when she's doing that, especially when at the beginning of the series she's she's going to um Jon Snow. Oh, don't tell anyone your lineage. I just want to be queen. Please don't tell anyone. You know what I mean? Because, so, obviously, look. You could see from that. Just from that. That, yo, it's not about saving the world. You know what I mean? Like, she's all like, yeah, I'm trying to free all those people who's up in chains. I'm gonna burn anyone anyway, you know, it, it wasn't about freeing people, she liked that power, loved that power, so those conversations with John, you, you could see shit was gonna go down, you know, could see it, like, then I, I know there was all the controversy about the, uh, the battle, the battle um, of the North. Um, yeah, I forget what that episode was called. It was like the Battle of the North, wasn't it? Something, um, yeah, I mean, something like that, right? It was just, um, yeah, it was just crazy, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
it was the long night. That was it. It was the long night. But yeah, I think I I, I, mean, I didn't really notice. But I'm like it, <laughs> not being able to see detail and shit. That's just a daily thing. So. <laughs> Welcome to my world, motherfuckers. So I was just like, eh, I never expect to see the full episode anyway. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I I didn't notice it, but I thought, hey, it was cool with me because it really kind of added to the atmosphere. It, it you know it brought that tone up, and that was fine. Like the the one thing that irritated the hell out of me with that episode was um I think it was Sam like you know what I mean to be honest with you it was definitely Sam just ugh I I could have um yeah I could have done without him just being irritating, um, you know, I, I forget, um, the other dude's name, but he, he would have been, uh, he would have been better to have kept around, you know, because when they were talking and just like, oh, look, it's just us left from the watch, Straight away, you're knowing, all right, well, one of you is going to die then. Because you're you're making a point that doesn't need to be made because everyone can see it. So every time that happens, you're basically just going, hey, poignant moment, because you won't see this again. It's just a bit, it's kind of on the nose writing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so you knew that dude was going to die. And I was just a bit like, can't it be Sam? Can't it be Sam? Just because it was ludicrous. It was stupid. Because you've got old friggin' dumbass going, oh, I'm going to come and fight. And it's just like, you're you're not going to fight. You're rubbish. You know what I mean? You're rubbish. You killed the White Walker by chance. You mean all all the people he killed? It wasn't like him running into battle. It's him cowering and then falling on his fucking, you know what I mean, sword or whatever he was using. So it was just kind of a joke, and then him being in the way. And as soon as the dude saves his life, you're like, all right, you're done now. This is just one of them played out moments. You know what I mean? That you always see. So yeah. I would have wanted him to die. And I gotta say. You're fighting the Night King. You know. He raises the dead. You know that. It, it, it's been established. You know what I mean? It's definitely been established. Right? He brought back the dragon. He brought back the giant. And a whole heap of people's. You're saying, when you die, burn me, so he can't bring me back. So they know this. But they still put the women and children in the crypt. In the crypt, people. In the crypt. Really? Is that what you're going to do? 
God damn you dumbass motherfuckers. You know what I mean? That was just like, what is going on here? And, and there was, a, you know, and there was a little silly bits like that. Like, um, you know, like the, uh, the nearest with the dragons. Because one was already killed by, like, Cersei's people. You know what I mean? The first one was killed. So you are going to go fight them. So they've already killed one dragon with a big fucking bow and arrow. That's been that's been done. So you know they've got that weapon. But you're just flying all willy-nilly like nothing can touch you. Which was just weird. It's like surely you'd be cautious, but it's just like ba 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 bum. So that was just weird. You know? Uh yeah, there was so yeah, there was just bits like that that kind of jarred me. But the story as a whole it was I was fine with it because look, it it, it, it we had so many hours, right? And then it was established that not every fucking episode was going to be over an hour. So you've got this finite time that you have to conclude everything. And yeah, like what were the major threats? You had the, the Night King and then you had Cersei. So those those were the things. It was... Like, having Sansa all petulant over to Daenerys was just a bit, okay. And, and, like, and there was no real reason for the hatred, you know? Because the whole Sansa thing is just odd. There's, like, she runs off like an idiot, gets herself in crazy trouble, you know? Which, remember, she had outs. She had a good few outs which she turned down. Which made everyone, like, scratch their head. Like, why is she not going with that person and escaping this bullshit? So she had outs. Then she comes back and she's all like, I know everything. And you're like, how the fuck do you know everything when just a minute ago... You were getting your ass in all sorts of trouble. So having her on a high horse, just a bit ridiculous. You know, I, I, I feel more could have been shown in that transition. But it is what it is, you know. Um, so you have that, which was just a bit like, eh, all right, fine. I mean, one of the biggest things coming from this season was just how inept Jon Snow is. Just, ugh, you know, it's like, he he's, you know, like, people are always going, oh, everyone loves him, everyone loves Jon Snow, Jon Snow's such a leader, Jon Snow's this, but he doesn't do anything when, it, it, you know, she's obviously looking to kill my people. Just before that fight, before it even went down, before they got there, it was clear she wanted to fuck up a lot of people. And he didn't just take her aside and be like, yo, we can't really do this, man. 
You know what I mean? Like, what's our objective here? What are we plan? Didn't do it. And you could tell that she was on one. You know, you, you could see Daenerys was on one and John didn't say anything. Then, when Grey Worm and the Unsullied and everyone was just like, yo, let's just kill. He just stood there. Like, for ages, you have him standing there like, oh. It's just like, you have all these moments. Then the space is captured. He still takes forever to say anything to Daenerys. <clears throat> Doesn't really say anything to her. So then the the time he does, he's stabbing her in the fucking heart. You know what I mean? So you think there's all these times when this fool could say something and he doesn't. There was a good case for... um um. Tyron to be let you know what I mean for him to stand and be like yo we gotta let Tyron go man and, and he doesn't say anything you know she's just like oh I'm doing this he's like okay it's just weird and it's just like oh I love you I love you and then she'd kiss him and he'd be like oh I don't know if I can it was just like he he was straight up Pussy whipped, but then too afraid to go get him some. That was the big issue with this season. It was just like he was just too scared to go get him some. And then at the end, it was just like, if I can't have you, no one can. And then he stabs her. I mean, that's that's essentially it, right? I kind of feel. Man, so you have that. But then it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. <sighs> Is it, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I will say, like, it's kind of like, though, Bran was the fucking puppet master of this whole fucking thing. You know, because he's letting everyone die for him. And he's like, I'll be bait in the garden. You'll protect me. So they're protecting him. And because he's like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I can see this. I can see that. So he must have known Fion. Fion, Mr. Gap was going to die. And Arya was going to, like, murk the Night King. So... Yeah, like, I surely he he could have been, Fionn, just stay at my side, it will be fine. Just stay by me and fucking wait. Don't do anything, alright? But he lets Fionn run in and, you know, get himself killed. Which is just like, what? And it, like, you know, it was just the crazy shit at the end when it's just like, um, oh, I think... Bran should be um the king. And he, and um you know Sansa was like, "Oh, he doesn't want to." And then he's just like, "I wouldn't have come if I wasn't gonna." <laughs> and you're like, "You smug piece of shit." You know what I mean? Like, but everyone just let it go. Everyone let it go. He, he played everyone. Just maneuvered the 
fuck out of everyone. Like, he he must have known everything that was going to happen. Didn't say anything. So you got to think, what a piece of shit, right? What a piece of shit. So it's kind of like, hmm. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But, yo, got to say, though. In the long night, that was kind of badass how uh, Aria, I did enjoy that, how Aria, like, just, woo, dropped that knife and go in the gut, man. That was good. That was definitely good. Um, You've got other weird things. So, Jamie was all up in Brianna's, Brianna of Tarf is, um... Dusty ourself, you know what I mean? He climbed that mountain. There's a lot of people climbing Everest lately and dying, but oh, he 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 was happy to go scale that. You know, what I mean? but then he runs back to Cersei, which is just a bit like, what is wrong with you? And he got caught one time trying to cross the lines with his friggin' hand. But he doesn't put a glove on it or wrap it when he tries to get into, um, you know, the landing spot, King's Landing. And you're just like, what? You like, is no one is disguising themselves? But the Hound and Aria just walk straight in, no disguise. Right? We, does no one care anymore? What is going on, man? What is happening? But yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I I was fine with it, basically. You know, I was basically fine with it. Was it the best season? No, but it wasn't terrible. Definitely wasn't terrible. Like, there was some cheesy shit at the end that I didn't need. Like, you didn't need... You know, Tyrion going to um Sam. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's the Book of so- Snow and Ice. And you're just like, there's a Book of Song and Ice. Or, you know, what the fucking title of that shit is. But, yeah, didn't need that. That was just like, oh, come on, man. Really? Do you really want to go, oh, look, we're giving the book series a nod. Wink, wink. Look at us! Look at us! You're like, yeah, two on the nose. Like they, 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 I, I would have ended the um the last episode. I don't know. Maybe with just Bran being king, just end it. We didn't need to see Sansa then getting crowned. We didn't see need to see Jon going to the fucking watch. We like none of that shit was really needed. It was just like. You know, it was kind of like Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? All the different endings. Just didn't need it. Yeah. So we didn't need that. It was just a bit like, ugh, really? Come on, man. But I think the one thing that I was disappointed with, with this whole season, the effects. I've got to say the effects. I don't know if... Um, 
you know the the earlier seasons were um as bad but i think like really in the first season there wasn't much because you know the dragons didn't really come into it until right at the end um and they were just baby dragons but it's just like yeah the flying the dragons the flying dragons in at a distance they weren't bad but when they got up close, and especially when you had like Daenerys and John on their backs, that was just it looked so bad. It did look bad. And I'm 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 kind of feeling like when you had the Eagles carry everyone away at the end of Lord of the Rings, that looked fucking good. That looked really good. Yo, we have some crazy shit in fucking Avengers Endgame. Those effects. Crazy. So, uh, it's just a bit like, why does, yeah, why did all of that dragon stuff, you know, the fire, all of that, it just looked bad. It's like, there was other, other stuff that really did look like it was all blue screened, green screened even. You know, and yeah, I'm a bit like technology is just the leaps and bounds. Like if you watch that first Spider-Man film, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film, I just remember at the time thinking that these effects are off the chain. You know, you're just thinking we've just taken a new fucking step. This is bananas, man. What? You look at it now and it's just like, God damn it, that looks that looks like a Commodore 64 right there. So, yeah, like, you know, effects have just gone from strength to strength, right? And so you'd think that, yeah, that this would just be something else. But it was just a bit, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, just didn't, it wasn't great wasn't great but um yeah i mean that's it now right that is it every everyone is off aria is going right of westeros you know like that was a bit embarrassing gendry proposing to her it was like you you had sex with a and and now you're like, I'm in love with you. Like, where the fuck did that come from? You know what I mean? It was just like, what? Oh, and it's just like, oh, you you'll make make anyone happy, but I'm not a lady. I'm not a lady, I'm not. I'm a geezer. Wanna go kill some people. Oh, so oh man. Yeah, I don't know. But we're not getting any spin-offs at the moment. Like, as I said last week, right? So they're saying no spin-offs, no sequels. And they're just going to concentrate on this prequel thing. But, listen, right? I imagine we'll do this one prequel. They might announce more prequels, but we're definitely doing this one. And that will they'll try and spin that for a few seasons, right so if that even just goes five seasons yeah they they're doing good after that 
I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know what, we've got a great idea for, uh, you know, in Aria or someone, someone, you know, it wouldn't surprise me because all it is, is about giving enough time because they're like, they don't want to do a sequel because all it will be doing is compared to this. So, yeah. I just feel they're probably going to give themselves a nice buffer for time. Then we'll probably see something. That's what I'd imagine. Yeah. You know, it's all done. Now, I don't know if I'm going to bother buying a box set of it. A digital box set, that is. I don't know. You know? But it's good. I I mean, I'll probably come back to it in 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 a year or so. Maybe watch it from the giddy up. I can imagine myself doing that. But yeah, we'll see. Look. Was it... I mean, it wasn't incredible. But yeah, it wasn't terrible. But I'm I'm content with it all being done. You know? So it's just like... What next? What's going to be the big thing now? Who knows? We'll see. But I think... Yeah, I'm going to try and finish off some shit, man. <laughs> There's so much TV, man. So, I don't know what I'm going to... You, you know, what review I'll be bringing you next week. But, yeah, it'll be something fun. Alright? Well, that's Game of Thrones. Done. People, people, people. Okay, so... You know, after talking with people... Because, look, my memory is shit. And I think there was a lot of things that I'd forgotten that irritated me about this last season of Game of Thrones, right? Um, But, you know, as I said, as a whole, I didn't mind the series. You know, I didn't mind season eight. Didn't mind it. But there were still things that were just a bit like... What the fuck, man? So, you know, I said, like, the effects, I thought, were a bit poor, right? The effects were a bit poor. But I think, okay, so these were my um, ruminations. It's pacing. Pacing was a big thing, okay? Now, we know, I think we really noticed the pacing in season seven. And... I think it's one of the things I I, I got from the, uh, the the talky thing I went to at the BFI a few weeks back. Um, you know, they said it there. Because the authors were like... Because if you remember, like, in season... The first few seasons, to get around Westeros took forever. You know what I mean? Took forever. But in season seven, they were like... Oh shit, we need to start tying this stuff up. So they were like, oh, we gotta get to the wall. We're at the wall. Where it before it would take a couple of episodes, maybe all the episodes. But now they were getting to these places mad quick. So that was season seven. Now season eight, we've got six episodes. Like we we got six episodes. Why have they they cut the episode? But they you know at first it was just like yeah every episode is going to be feature length, which it wasn't. 
it just wasn't feature length you know so it it it's just like just why not add more episodes that seemed to be a big thing because a lot of things were rushed you know it's like episode three the long night i think that's right um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it but it meant the night king was dusted by episode three so you've got three more episodes and it's just like this one narrative that was the real big issue underpinning everything you know the white walkers are coming all of this i'm the three-eyed raven blah 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 and now it's done it's just done like that and, and and the thing is, like, you knew something was coming because it was just like, you don't really see the Night King until the very end of the episode. So you've got all this shit, all this fighting. And then suddenly the Night King appears. And it's not even a really a huge fight with him. Because, you know, he ki- he kills Figap, Fion Figap. And then, um, you know, he goes to hit Bran and suddenly Arya appears and murks him. Which was badass. You know what I mean? It was, it was cool and all. But, like this big bad, this big terror, this fucking boogeyman. He's just done. He's just been done. Like, boom, it's over. Alright, three more episodes. And so that was a bit weird. You know, I, I would have... I think... You, you, this is the other thing. You kind of feel that... Both fights... Should have been intermingled. They sh- it should have been at a point where... Right. We've got a team together to fucking kill this dude... And then they turn on each other. Like, that would have been better. I think that would have been a lot better. But to have it so separate like that just makes it a bit like, uh, really? Oh, man. You know, so I think that that was a misstep, I'd say. You know what I mean? Um... But that's again. Look, I'm not saying we need to reshoot it, not doing anything like that. But I just think, yeah, for me, that was just something that I just thought, ah, that was a missed opportunity, you know. Another, another thing was, so we've got all this sudden kind of tension between John and Grey Worm. Which kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. It seemed a bit weird. So we've got this tension between those two. Right? And... John sees Grey Worm trying to execute people on the street. 
and, and see, this is the thing that irritates me because it's like, oh, Jon Snow, he's such a good man. Oh, everyone likes Jon Snow. Everyone thinks Jon Snow should rule. Oh, Jon Snow would do this. Jon Snow would do that. It's like when he's talking to Tyrion. Tyrion's just like, oh, but would you have done what Daenerys is doing? No, you wouldn't because you're good and bad, 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 bad. Jon Snow doesn't really, like, he's like, we can't execute them. But you know that they're going to execute them. But he doesn't really do anything. Doesn't do anything. Like, what should have happened was though they throw down. They have a tussle. Have a tussle. Because then, like, if they get separated uh, and, and, and that kind of thing, you could have, like, people... Dragging John away, going, ah, leave it, leave it, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. And then Grey Worm would be like, oh, fuck you, Jon Snow, I'm going to kill them anyway. Ah! And then he just slits their throat. That would have been badass. That would have been a lot better. But it was just a bit like, ah? Then, so John's supposedly going straight to Daenerys. Fucking Grey Worms there before him. And you're like. How does that make any sense? That makes no sense. I like. If you're going to do it like that. At least have it. Maybe like Grey Worms panting. Like. <sighs> yes Jon Snow. I got it before you. You fucker. You ain't snitching on me bitch. You know what I mean? It's like, Grey Worm should have just talked some smack to him or something. Like, spit at his feet, talk some smack, something. Should have been something. You know what I mean? Not just a stupid look. Because Grey Worm spent a lot of this season looking like he was constipated. It was, I think it was meant to be a menacing look. Kind of looked like he needed to take a dump. That's the impression you were getting. So you had that. Had that. So. You know. John has a, a, a stupid inept talk with Daenerys. That was so wet. Marty Pello must have written that. That's a funny joke people. I think you probably have to be British to get it. And you've got to be British and a bit older to get it. But it's still a funny fucking joke. Alright? But, yeah, it was inept. So, John kills Daenerys, right? Kills her. Um, Which, again, I just thought it was a bit bullshit. Because, like, they should have had a... Comp- there was so much more that could have been said. Rather than, oh, suddenly he stabbed her. But he stabbed her. Stabbed her. The dragon took her. Right? There was no witnesses. So, why the fuck is John in prison? Because he'd be like, yo, the dragon snatched her. Or she just jumped on the dragon and flew away. Or something, something. But. John and Grey Worm should have fought. That was the insane thing. There should have been a fight. They should have thrown down. Because he's just like, oh, you killed our queen. 
you know, you got great, we can't do that. Wow, yeah, yeah, we're not having that. And it's just like, wait, you didn't fight? What the fuck? You're meant to be all this, you're meant to be all this pissy, fucking, no-nutted, uniquey, but you're not throwing down? Yeah, that made no sense that him and John didn't fight. That that would have been the biggest thing. Because you know what's really bugging Grey Worm all this hair? He's got blue balls. Well, I mean, he would have blue balls if he had blue balls. But it's just like, Masander gets killed. And, I mean, they had a little mess around. But, what, he didn't fuck her? And, you know, that's all he's thinking. Be like, ah. I really wish I had a dick so I could fuck Masanda, man. This isn't fair. Yeah, I got to, you know what I mean? I used my fingers. You know what I mean? That was all right. It was fun. Yeah, you know, I used my tongue. It was cool. It actually tasted okay. But, I don't know. Walk, walking around in leather. Yeah, it's not the best. It's not the best for fragrance, you feel me? But I really just wanted a fucker. And I don't have a dick. Urgh, so now I'm scowling. Urgh, gonna scowl episode. Urgh. And now she's got no head. Urgh. So that's why fucking Grey Worm was pissy. But yeah, it was just like they should have fought. Um, it was just the acceptance of a lot of shit as well, like, oh, these people are dead, okay, but there's no looking for evidence, there's no going, alright, we need to search the city until we can confirm these people are dead, you know, I want to know fucking Cersei is dead, man. I don't want that bitch creeping up on me trying to take back the throne. That ain't happening. So that was weird. That was real fucking weird. I think just Jamie coming back for her is just a bit like, nah. I I can kind of see it. But it was just like he was meant to come back to stop her. Like, you know what I mean? Not so much to save her. And she's just like, oh, Jamie, it's really good to see you. But she just sent fucking, um, I forget the dude. Forget my man's name. But to kill him and Tyrion. So it's just like, wait, you sent someone to kill them. And now you're like, oh, it's so good to see you. It's really like. What the fuck is going on here? So that was just confusing and weird. Like, the dragon burnt the Iron Throne? Dragon burnt it? How did the fucking dragon even know? Like, oh, I should burn this throne. Because if the dragon was just burning anything in the area, fine. But no, he specifically was like, I'm burning the Iron Throne. Which was a bit like, 
Wait, what? Why is that motherfucker doing that? How's he know to do that? That's just weird, right? That's weird. So yeah, like they were they were odd. So going, um oh we're sending John to the watch. There's no fucking watch. There's no watch. So Grey Worm is that dumb that he's gonna be like, Alright, fine, you can just let him hang out with the wildlings. So he's probably become king of the wildlings. Essentially. Essentially. That's basically what happened. And there was no, alright, I'm going to send my men to make sure. Because what, you know what I mean? Come on now. Come on now. You're telling me you hate this motherfucker. You hate this motherfucker for killing your queen. So you're saying you're you're not going to send some of your peoples to make sure that he doesn't fuck off. And he, he, he goes to where he's going. So there's that. But let's be, let's talk real, right? You're telling me you're not sending people to follow him and murk him on his journey. Be like, oh, he must have been eaten on the way or blah, blah. You know what I mean? Something. You're not trying to get some revenge. Come on, man. Come on. See, that, that's what should have happened. Like, John's on the way to the wall and Grey Worm appears and gone, oh. This is how Unsully handle their business. You know what I mean? That, that would have been badass. That would have been great. So you have this, right? These these weird little things. These, these weird strings. Like, Sansa trying to... Cock block king block bran is when Tyrion's just like, you know what? I'm gonna brand the broken. Bran the broken should be king. Even though that that whole thing was bizarre. Graham's like, oh shut up. And he continues to speak. And it's a bit like, wait, I just told you to shut the fuck up, son. What are you doing? You're a tiny man. I'm gonna crush you. I got no dick, but I can Fuck you up. What? What are you doing? You know what I mean? So he's letting Tyrion just run his gums and talk. And so Tyrion's like, yeah, I'm going to Bran. Bran can be the king. And Sansa's like, hold on a minute. He ain't even got a dick. It doesn't work. He's not going to be able to fuck a woman and have heirs. Uh-uh. No. And they're like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, heirs aren't automatically king anymore. She's like, all right, fine. All right, fine. Yeah, but you know what? I am seceding the north. So fuck you. And she's like, you know I love you, but no, you don't. You tried to, you wanted the throne for yourself. So you're pissy. And when he, you had to, you know, he, Go, alright, hands up. Bran can be king. Then you're like, but he's not ruling me. It's just like, Santa, you petty bitch, man. And no one said anything. You know, Bran's be like, what the 
fuck's wrong with you, sister? You know what I mean? Oh, it's all of you. Know I mean? Fuck you. The North is under me. So you either fucking take the knee or I take your motherfucking head. That's what Brand should have said. And then he'd be like, and stop calling me Brand the Broken, motherfucker. You know I mean, you're a dwarf. You ain't calling me broken. Get the fuck out of here. And you got no dick. So fuck off. I'm just Bran. Bran the man that manipulated all you motherfuckers to do the fighting while I got to sit in his chair. Then he stood up. Then he stands. That would have been the wicked ending. He stands and being like, suckers. I could walk all this time. What? You know what I mean? That's what he should have done. I think, mean, yeah. And then he flossed, and then it ends. <laughs> Without the long-ass Lord of the Rings ending, where you see everyone, like, disappear and do whatever, whatever. You just have Bran standing up and flossing, and then it ends. <laughs> Yes, that. <laughs> you can't tell me that that wouldn't have been a funny fucking ending, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just all these kind of things. So I was just talking to people afterwards and I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that irritated me. Yeah, no, that irritated me as well. Wait, what? So, yeah, you just had all these kind of things. Just the whole, um... I ain't, like... There wasn't enough bickering on that thing as well. Because all them people definitely turned up as they wanted power. And the only, like, argument there was... Was between um, Fionn's sister and Arya. That that was it. But you and then Sansa told her uncle to shut up and sit down. But you're just like, come on, man! All you motherfuckers turned up because you were hoping to be made king. Let's be real. Come on. So I yeah, you kind of felt there should have been more arguing on that diocese. No, yeah, definitely, definitely more, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know, huh, it was, yeah, it's just odd, it's just odd, man, but yeah, that's it, man, I, you know, there's other, look, I, I didn't, I don't want to pick it apart, you know what I mean, I, I, like, there's, yeah, look, there's so much, you, you just, like, Go, oh yeah, this was irritating, that was irritating, blah, blah, blah. I mean, too many people survived, let's be honest. You have these big fucking battles, there should have been more, there should have been more death. Right, like Arya's running, escaping all the fucking White Walkers. Then she's in the fucking, you know what I mean, the city's falling apart and she's avoiding. Like, she should have got fucked up. Like there's yeah, there's loads of people that should have like the mount the the hound fighting the mountain was that yeah, that was fucking that was crazy, that was good, that was fun. 
It's just, actually where the mountain's just taken all his armor off and he's just like some Frankenstein motherfucker. You know, he's just pulling the knife out of his chest. You're just like, oh, god damn it. But that, yeah, that was fucking fun. That was a lot of fun, man. But yeah, I didn't want to rip it apart. You know what I mean? I'm not going scene by scene, be like, yep, that was irritating. That wasn't irritating. Blah, 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 blah. But there was just these points that I'd forgotten to mention. And, um, you know, they were just a bit like, Ugh, what's what's going on, people? What is going on with all of this? You know? So, yeah. That's my Game of Thrones ruminations. So, you know, I'm, I don't feel I'm going, like, completely 180 in what I'd said previously. But, yeah, I'm just adding to that. Adding to that review, as it were. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, these, this is it. This is me closing the book on Game of Thrones. Okay, so this week's book is the Rhesus Chart. This is book five in Charles Stross's Laundry Files series. Um, it's read by Gideon Emery. And the gist of the books is this. As a newly appointed junior manager within the laundry... The clandestine organisation responsible for protecting Britain against supernatural threats. Bob Howard is expected to show some initiative to help the agency battle the forces of darkness. But shining a light on things best left in the shadows is the last thing Bob wants to do. Especially when... Those shadows hide an occult parasite spreading a deadly virus. Traders employed by a merchant bank in London are showing signs of infection. An array of unusual symptoms such as super strength and speed and an uncanny talent for mind control. An extreme allergic reaction to sunlight. An unquenchable thirst for blood. While his department is tangled up in the bureaucratic red tape. And Buffy reruns. Debating how to stop the rash of vampirism. Bob digs deeper into the bank's history only to uncover a blood-curdling conspiracy between men and monsters. Hmm. Well. Ah, man. So, book five, right? I've been enjoying this series. It's, it's been interesting because, you know, I've, I've said it before. It's, it uses a lot of maths. It uses a lot of maths. But. Makes it interesting. It's interesting. You know. And you like the characters. Yeah. I mean, That's one of the. Um, the real big things. You really like. The characters. 
Yeah. So you've got um. Man, so you've got Bob, and um, then you have his lovely wife, Doctor Mo O'Brien. Um, yeah, you really like those characters. I mean, that that's one of the the real compelling things about the series, and how, you know, they they got together. And became this unit that support each other. And and kind of Moe's the one that kicks more ass than Bob. You know, so you've got this thing. And it's been the dynamic that's kind of gone through the book so far. But I think the question is. When you have a series that goes over like a trilogy. Over three books, right? It's how do you keep it fresh? How can you, I don't know, alter the dynamic while keeping the things that everyone loves? I think that's one of the big things. And, um, you know, one thing, I, I was reading an interview by Ben Aronovich, and he's talking about, you know, in change, trying to change the setting, the locations, you know, just things like that. And this is what Charles does with his books. But it gets to a point. And this book changes everything and does it in such a great way. You know? Now, uh, a lot of times when people do it, they kill off one of the characters kill off one of the main characters which then adds angst to someone you know and you can do a lot with a lot of angst right but no Charles doesn't do that because it's a bit it's an easy way out it's just a bit lame right so we've got this story you've got these vampires who no one believed no one believed that vampires were going to be a thing. Um, and then this whole kind of conspiracy is uncovered. And yeah, Bob stumbles upon it. And it's like, how how can he ch- make changes? And after, you know, the events of the last book, Bob's been changed, you know? Bob's been changed now. So it's all a little bit tricky. All a little bit tricky. So you've got Mo with her guitar. And now Bob's an eater of Well, apprentice eater of souls, as it were. So... There's a dynamic that gets created where, um, you know, our characters have been manipulated. They've been manipulated. And everything has got to a point where it's all gone a bit crazy. It's all gone a bit crazy, you know. And um, the interesting thing is you assume, like, what we're told the end we're told one thing at the very end i suspect that isn't true 
you know? Because there's no evidence and it's a little bit neat. It's a little bit neat, you know? So I'm kind of thinking, hey, it's not true. So we're either going to find out next issue or maybe one or two down the line. And it will all be revealed and be like, ah, interesting. Okay, we understand. We see what's happened. Because having this happen does, you know, it does lead for interesting stories. And also, it changes the board. So the laundry's enemies are going to be thinking a little certain, certain, you know. But we have this. We have this. But the real ingenious thing is the main dynamic of the book and how that was set on a point. Set on this very intricate little point. And there's only two ways in which you can go. You know what I mean? Only two ways in which you can go. And it was done so well. It was done so well. Man, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Especially because, like, suddenly all this stuff became clear. And I think also the way it was all set up. Because, I so you thought either two things were going to happen. As I said, someone was going to die. Or Bob was going to do something which would make the situation untenable. And, you know, you didn't want anyone to die. And making Bob do something, you'd just be like, but that would make no sense. You know, after the events of book one, that would make no sense. You know, so you were just like, please don't do either of these. Please don't do either of these. And Charles Stross did neither of those. But what he did do was, it was genius. It was genius. Because it was like he created this situation where what was left, what was left on the table wasn't anything right wasn't anything and so it just oh it's messy it's sad as fuck and that's what makes it so sweet it's just yeah it's great i'm very much looking forward to the next book in the series because it's like Man, how is this going to be addressed? You know what I mean? How is this all going to be addressed? Because that's why I can't wait. So, the Annihilation score, I'm going to get to that soon, for sure. Definitely. But, yeah. This book, book um, book five, the Rhesus chart, it is... Oh, man, if you've been a fan of the series so far, you will very much enjoy this book. Biz, yeah, 
it's a game changer for sure definitely a game changer so i gotta give it up to charles stross for this so yeah people check it out the rhesus chart book five in the laundry file series and you'll be able to find it on audible so you know I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. It's definitely been a heavy Game of Thrones affair. But, hey, we had eight seasons. It's running since 2011. So, you know, I I, I think that was fair to um, bring us that. And also, I haven't really done a lot this week. So, um, yeah, that's my content, baby. But we're going to bring a little bit of news and then we're bouncing as we do. Okay, so earlier in the year, we lost Stan Lee. Um, he wasn't able to see Endgame, supposedly. But, I mean, Stan Lee created a lot. And, um, hey, that legacy will always live on. Especially as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is um, attached to starring Stan Lee's superhero Kindergarten. Yeah. So, um, Schwarzenegger is playing a character named Arnold Armstrong, who was an average gym teacher before he was imbued with superpowers when the Earth passed through the iconic dust left in the wake of a mysterious comic he becomes captain courage one of earth's greatest protectors however after a battle with his arch nemesis dr superior i know the names are corny as fuck but a right so after this fight he expended all of his superpowers to defeat his foe which meant he had to end his career as Captain Courage. Until a massive explosion of super energy particles came raining down and rumours of superpowered children began surfering. So now, Arnold Armstrong serves as a kindergarten teacher who secretly trains the new generation of young superheroes. I mean, to be honest, it's not a bad kind of idea for a story, right? And um, it's being scripted by Fabian Nizeris, who um, has written a lot of comics for Marvel back in the day. Um, And Andy Haywood is executive producing along with Schwarzenegger so yeah you know interesting right um so we all know that um Jessica Jones is the last of the Netflix Marvel collaborations and um yeah once that airs that's it it's all done all done man you know what I mean? Netflix has got deals with Mark Miller and Dark Horse. So they're golden. And um, the Marvel Fair is going to be on uh, Disney+. Plus. But 
you know, everyone wants to know, when is this next season of Jessica Jones airing? Well, it has now been confirmed. It will be hitting Netflix on Friday, June the 14th. So, yeah. Mark it on your calendars, people. Um, because, you know what I mean? This is it. This is the end. Um, yeah, there's no real, um, you know, story points. But, um, you know, all the main characters are going to be back. So, yeah. That's that's going to be it. That's going to be it. But um, in final bit of news, the um, iconic, the great, the classic British sitcom peep show. I think you can call it a sitcom. I don't know. Um, but yeah, peep show. It was great. Um, and it's been picked up by US TV. This time, though, they've um, decided to change the characters' sexes. So it's going to be led by... Um, you know, two females. So in in the English version, you had Robert Webb and David Mitchell as our main characters. Jez and um, oh god damn it, I forget. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's it's been changed. It is being changed. Um, co-creator Sam Bain confirmed. Uh, you know, this um, to The Guardian said he's working with Portlandia and Arrested Development producer Kerry Donetti um, on the show that's going to be coming to FX. You know, what I mean? so um, yeah, he's saying um, people sometimes ask if I look at my earlier work differently now. Um, and he said, whether my shows would have been better if they had been more diverse. What would Peep Show have been like with women as the two leads? It's a great question. And it's one I'll shortly have the answer to. Because there is a script in development for US Peep Show with two female leads. I mean... Come on, man. You, you you kind of know. Like, going, oh, I wonder if it's going to be... It's, it's going to be different. You know what I mean? There's certain things, they'll work better, you know, with men or women. But, I don't know. It could be interesting. It could be interesting. Who, who knows? But, um... Yeah, I don't know. There's no confirmed date for when this is going to take place. And who knows if it will even even work. Because there's shows that tried to go over but just didn't work. You know? Um, yeah, like they tried to do Spaced... Try to do the IT crowd, men behaving badly, you know, skins. There's a lot of US TV that just just 
didn't work. But Office was a huge success. You know? Um, yeah, that was, that was huge. Uh, and, and it was great. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. The proof will be in the pudding. But, yeah, that is it for another episode of Echoes from the Void, people. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Share with your peoples. And we'll be back next Wednesday because that's how we do. All right? Take it easy. Have fun. And I'll catch you on the flip side. (laughs) 